Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, here today with Dr. Rosalind Clark, and it's day 735 since we came back on the air. Dr. Clark, any news before I get started on today's topic? Yes. I would like, if I may, to read from the book War and Peace by Leo Tolstoy. Chapter 1. Well, Prince, so Genoa and Luca are now just family estates of the Bonapartes. But I warn you, if you don't tell me this means war, if you... Nice try, Dr. Clark. Nah, it's worth a shot. So, listeners, as you can probably tell from the tremendous show of support from my colleague here today, I'm going to be discussing another of my theories on how the zombies all got started. We're actually going to revisit a topic I discussed, well, a pretty long time ago, actually. Prions. I just want to get in here for a second and remind everybody that prions are extremely complicated. And Max here doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay, carry on. Thanks. Anyway, I don't need to know exactly how prions work. All I need to know is that they're complex proteins folded in unusual ways and that they cause neurodegenerative diseases, such as mad cow disease. This is why it's often not the best idea to eat things like brains and spines from certain animals. Okay. In the spirit of giving credit where credit is due, all of that was accurate. Now, I recently learned about an animal. It's got a wide distribution covering a large part of the world, particularly in the northern hemisphere. It's a fierce hunter, able to bring down prey much larger than itself. It is the least weasel. Also known as the common weasel, or just, you know... Weasel. It's the smallest known true carnivore, but it makes up for its small size with a ferocity that is matched by only a few animals. It eats primarily small mammals such as mice and voles, but will also take rabbits and hares. It usually stops short of things like full-grown adult rats. Don't we all? Now, the interesting thing about the least weasel is that it has a really fast metabolism and has to eat several meals every day. And, just like people, it tends to prefer the higher energy parts of whatever it's eating. And, in fact, in times of plenty, the least weasel will often eat only the high energy part of the prey animal and leave the rest. No sense in taking the time and energy to eat the whole bowl when just the ice cream sundae will do, right? That's a bizarre analogy, but keep going. Don't run out of steam yet, Max. We still need time for me to shoot this down. So... The high-energy part of most of the animals in the least weasel's diet is the brain. And what do prions affect? The brain. There is little to no scientific study that's been done on prions and weasels, Max. We don't know how or even if they're affected. Besides, you said weasels would attack prey larger than themselves, but nothing bigger than an adult rat. How does this get us zombies? Ah! This is where we get into the whole being greater than the sum of its parts. Enter part two of our deadly equation, rabies. I'm going to stop you right there, Max. I know exactly where you're going with this, and it's, well, it's dumb. Okay, Miss Smarty Pants, where am I going? To get treatment, if I have anything to say about it. Look, Max, it's obvious. You're trying to say that the weasels got prion-related diseases from eating the brains of other animals. Then they also got rabies, which causes animals to behave in different, often more aggressive ways than normal. Then a weasel attacks a human, also going for the brain, at which point the prions affect the brain of the attacked human and somehow, with a little hand-waving and hocus-pocus, reanimates the body through the mystical power of prions. 
Oh, okay, yeah, that was pretty much it. Except for one additional detail. The rabies stays in the reanimated body, which is why the zombies have hydrophobia. Huh. It's like you're putting together two different jigsaw puzzles that were both cut from the same pattern. The pieces fit together, but the picture you get from doing it is a mishmash of nonsense. Your mind must be a fascinating place. Okay, what's wrong with it? Hydrophobia is the fear or aversion to water, and is the historical name for rabies, hydrophobia. It got that name because in the later stages, an excess of saliva is produced, but the victim can't swallow due to spasms in the throat that the virus causes. The virus collects in the salivary glands, which is why it's usually transmitted by biting. Swallowing anything is very painful at this stage, so people don't want to drink water. Unlike zombies, they're not afraid of the water itself. They're afraid of swallowing it. Oh. And the rest? Show me a weasel who can bite through a person's skull before the person can throw it off. Weasels have sharp teeth, but their mouths are only so big. A human skull is far thicker than that of a mouse. Oh. Yeah, well, hmm. Well, it sounded good in my head. I'm sure it did. You're lucky the listeners have said they like hearing these. Good comedy relief. Now, let's wrap this up so I can get back to war and peace. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Dr. Rosalind Clark and Max O'Brien. Take care of each other.